If you're listening to this, I already know you're a foodie. You love great flavors, you probably love dinner parties, but do you love movies? Frankly, of course you do, because almost everyone loves movies. More specifically, do you love horror movies? Are you the kind of person who wants to celebrate Halloween all year long? Today's conversation is with author and filmmaker Richard S. Sargent. He has a new book out called The Horror Movie Night Cookbook, 60 Deliciously Deadly Recipes Inspired by Iconic Slashers, Zombie Films, Psychological Thrillers, Sci-Fi Spooks, and more. What I enjoyed the most, his passion for horror, his thoughtfulness as far as horror stories and character goes. So come along with us. Get ready for a conversation about movies and horror. My name is Joe Winger. This is Flavor Report. Without further ado, here's our conversation with horror movie night cookbook author Richard S. Sargent. I'm really excited about today because there's a huge myth about horror movies, which is they're only for Halloween. And gosh darn, that's just not true. And we're going to talk about that a lot today because we have a new book, Horror Movie Night Cookbook by Richard S. Sargent. Richard, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I guess as we get started, I just want everyone to understand a little bit about you and your background. The book is called The Horror Movie Night Cookbook, 60 Deliciously Deadly Recipes Inspired by Iconic Slashers, Zombie Films, Psychological Thrillers, Sci-Fi Spooks, and more. What inspired you as far as horror movies go? Can you tell us a little bit about maybe as I get to know you, what's your all-time favorite horror movie? Um, wow, that's a tough one. So uh yeah, so I would say my all-time favorite horror movie is Scream. It's what got me into diving deeper into horror. My mother actually got me into horror when I was a kid. We would watch a bunch of the old ones after school and that sort of thing. But um, but as I started to discover the newer ones on my own, Scream uh, was the first one that really showed me that there's more to horror than just, you know, blood and boobs. Very well said. <laughs> so we see before us a filmmaker, an artist, an author, many things. Tell us a little bit about you as a person, where you came from and, and how you got from where you were to the author of this really fun book. Sure. Um, that was a process. I, I went to school for uh, theater and, and film and acting and, um, and, and took that and moved to New York, as most people do, New York or L.A. I chose New York. Um, I did that for a while. I did a couple of my own indie horror films uh, as well. Um, and then as I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do as a side project, because you have to have a side project when you're trying to become, to break into that field. Um, I thought, you know, I love cooking. I love experimenting. I love being creative. Let's take some some culinary classes. So I was gifted some culinary classes and um, it was really great. And I thought, okay, great. Now I'm going to go work in a kitchen. And, but the more I thought about that, I realized I would hate it. If I had to do it as a day job, I would hate cooking. 
So um, I sort of put that on the back burner and focused more on the the theater and film and all that. Um, and just kept plugging away at that. Um, when I moved to the West Coast, I became artistic director of a, a couple theater companies and, um, you know, had some plays published, that sort of thing. So my writing and my directing uh, was starting to take off a little bit. So I had a little more free time to go back to uh, the, the cooking thing that I was looking forward to doing. Um, and so the way this came together is that uh, I was doing a play with some friends and we were chatting. Uh, we actually were doing the play, The Woman in Black, and we were chatting about horror and um, horror films. And, you know, the, they felt the way I felt about them initially, that they're all just, you know, blood and boobs. And I just couldn't have that. I'd seen so many great ones that have changed my life and had so many positive messages, um, you know, because horror movies are basically about the outcasts um, winning. And I felt like I've been an outcast my whole life, so I could really connect to them. So I started showing them the ones that I thought were important. I started with my favorites and then kind of dug deeper into the ones that I felt told really great stories and had really great messages through these horror movie nights where I would pair an appetizer, a dinner, and a dessert, each with its own movie. Um, and we would do three movies a night and we would do this every couple of weeks. That's incredible. Sorry, that was a lot. <laughs> oh no, that's perfect. It's, it's it's what we want to know. We want to know who is this guy? You know, what are you all about? So we love it. Um I don't know what your experience. Obviously, you're a published screen playwright, not a screenwriter and playwright, correct? Or no? Just playwright. Playwright. Yeah. Um what was the process like? actually the the hands-on of going from zero to finished book can you talk a little bit about the mammoth undertaking that that was and maybe a one or two or three lessons that you learned from that process absolutely yeah it really was an undertaking um when i started these nights these horror movie nights myself um i just thought they were going to be fun i just thought we were all going to have a good time and then about halfway through maybe about five or six nights in my friends were all like, what are you going to do with this? And I'm like, what do you mean? We're, we're just having a good time. And they're like, no, other people are going to want to do this. And I'm like thinking about what can I do with this? Okay. Maybe I can start an event service and, and cater these nights myself and, or, or whatever. But ultimately I chose to do a book because it's more accessible and it, it it's more fun. Um, you, you get to do it in your own home and invite your friends over and it, it makes for a, a, a much more fun evening. I, once I decided that it was going to be a book, it took about two years to compile it all into book format, um, retake some pictures, uh, that sort of thing, get it all ready for my copy. So I self-published it, uh, I think, two years ago. And then it got picked up. 
And so the version that you have and, and that we're talking about today is the version that Ulysses Press put out. And so after I put mine out, it was about another year or so until their copy went out. So it was about overall a five-year process, I think, from the first horror movie night all the way to the book that, that we're talking about today. Um, and if I have any tips for people, I would just say find what makes your idea stick out. Um, there's a lot out there. So what about your idea do people want to know? Be authentic about it and just keep plugging away at it. Um, it's going to take a while. You're going to get frustrated. Move on to another project. Take a walk. Do something else uh, and come back when the inspiration strikes, but never force anything. That's my big thing. You can't force inspiration or you're not going to end up with the best product that you could possibly have. Without getting too woo-woo for a moment, I feel like that's really evolved um, advice. And I feel like that's very modern 2023, just, I don't know. I, I, I get this sense from you that you're a very, um, you're an evolved human being in that way. So I just wanted to compliment you and say, well, because we just finished <laughs> years of hustle culture where it's like, if you're not sleeping under your desk, you're not good enough. And I think now we're evolving to this place where it's more mental health and more finding solutions rather than just pounding against the wall. So I wanted to. Absolutely. That. Thank you. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I, I was never, uh, I never worked well in those sort of environments. So. <laughs> From that five years ago, first draft to Ulysses Press to now. How close is the finished product compared to your original vision? It's very close, actually. Um, so a lot of things that were changed were just like improvements on the pictures. Um, things are worded differently, you know, more clear, um, more consistency throughout the book. So Ulysses was really great with the editing process. They kept a lot of what I wanted to do with the book and the, the whole spirit of the book. Um, they kept that intact and, and really just took it to the next level. That's awesome. Was there any big surprises in this process for you as far as like, there's 60 recipes there's millions of horror movies out there. How on earth did you go from a million down to 60? What was your process <laughs> like deciding which, which horror movies to include and which ones not to? It really had to just speak to me. Um, it had to be bigger and better than the average horror film. So, or at least I had to view it that way. Um, I, I studied horror and I studied film throughout my life and um, I can grasp the difference between your average horror film and something that's trying to tell the viewer to influence the viewer in some way and those are the ones that I tried to put into the book I know that 60 is not a lot 
and that's why there will be more books hopefully um but it's uh it, it's just where i thought it would be a fun start to break newbies in so rather than just hitting every classic uh that you can think of exorcist jaws i picked a lot of classics and mixed them in with some newer things that had more up-to-date themes and up-to-date uh comments on society like the conjuring and um the descent movies like that so something you said a second ago that i want to help not everyone watching this and hearing this right now is a huge horror movie fan and you mentioned i'm going to call it criteria if you will between not so great horror and phenomenally amazing horror can you give us any tips or ideas about what makes a really great horror movie and even one or two examples of a theme or a an element in an amazing horror movie that's not in the what was the two things you said earlier the the blood and the blood and boobs <laughs> who can you yeah of us out there who may or may not love we love movies hopefully but maybe we're not shoulder deep in horror tell us yeah. is, tell us some criteria and give us one or two lessons well i think it all starts with the characters um which then you know reflects on the script so if it's a really well-written script um if it has you know characters that a you care about and uh b are are telling a story within a story basically like they're they're by living through their story they're telling us how we should be living our lives of course we know the because of scream and movies like that we know the rules of horror don't you know don't say i'll be right back and all that kind of stuff but but beyond that there are things that make a horror film great and as i was saying before i think it, it's a lot of really great you know being on the side of the outcast so if you think of movies like frankenstein you know a lot of people will say that the monster is the monster but the monster is not the monster um you know where the society not accepting the monster is is the real monster you know it, 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 that's a film that tries to show us how to accept people who are not like us um some people may say that science is the monster i am not that kind of person um but but there are, you know, that sort of, there's the commentary in that film too, that, you know, maybe we shouldn't do everything that we are able to do with science. Um, so there are, you know, things like that, that are just in that one film. Um, uh, for, you know, queer culture and, and, and women's rights, you know, we have, you know, films like hereditary that go dive into dealing with grief so as long as your characters are doing something important they're not just playing with a ouija board or um running into a shed full of chainsaws you know as long as they're making smart decisions that sort of thing i think it elevates it to the next level. Movies like The Exorcist, obviously. Um, 
more recently, I thought Barbarian, uh, just from last year, was outstanding. Just in that way of telling the story, that was creative to me. They they chose to break it into three parts. I don't know if you saw the film, but Barry. they chose to break it. In, yeah, they chose to break it into three parts, and and so that is something that would make it stand out as well. The storytelling itself. So there are many things that, you know, make a film that could make a film great. And there are many great ones out there, you know, ones that stick with you forever. Jaws, a lot of people didn't want to go in the water after that. So again, it goes back to the ideas and it goes back to the characters. And, you know, you if you're really invested in these films, hopefully you take the message away from them. I guess. Very well said. So to to talk to our audience, I would say half are entertainment lovers, half are foodies. Obviously there's tremendous crossover because we have a very dinner party kind of an audience. You had to cook all of these meals and more. Several Tell times, us. yes. And do you have a favorite kitchen gadget? Oh. Um yeah, so I had to cook these meals. There were actually some other recipes that I worked on too for these films that I didn't put in the book. You know, everything is trial and error um, in the kitchen. So, uh, so I I cooked these several of these many many times until I found the right measurements of everything, and um, and it was a it was a long process in the kitchen, but a fun one, of course. Um, God, I maybe it makes me basic, but my favorite kitchen gadget is the slow cooker because you can do so much with it, and you can step away from it and work on other things while your main meal is is setting in 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 there for hours and i just i just think it's so brilliant it saves so much time and um yeah maybe yeah maybe that makes me basic <laughs> i i don't know because i feel like if you think of a chef's knife if you think of these tools we use all the time you you trust them you know like yeah. i have people in my life who have nicknamed their salt or their pepper grinder because it's become a part of their family. So they refer to it as a nickname. So no, I, I think the tools you use that you love are important to you. And how many of us have a favorite stove burner or some plate or some dish? So mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's basic at all. I think it's very true to you. Now, when you talk about truth, I can't use the word favorite because I'm sure they're all your favorite, but are there one, two, three, items in the cookbook that you want to point out because either you're especially proud of them or you're getting great feedback on them or if somebody was going to page through this just let's talk about a couple of them any any okay to go through um as i like to start any meal let's start with dessert um i would say i'm super proud of the pavlova um from cabin cabin fever if you're familiar with the movie um the 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 dish is called uh the close shave and it is uh 
a, a pavlova with um, chantilly cream inside and uh, berries on top, berry compote on top, and it just sort of drips through like a bloody wound. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty proud of that one. And I got a lot of great feedback. I still have my friends from that night, that horror movie night, talking about it all the time. Um, another one I'm super proud of is, uh, the paella from, uh, Broken Lizards Club Dread, which is an overlooked horror comedy, I think. Um, basically Coconut Pete I, I'm assuming a lot of people probably aren't familiar with this movie. So Coconut Pete runs this island, this party island, and he has his own special paella, Coconut Pete's paella, which I tried to recreate um, with his secret secret ingredient, and uh, I thought it, it came out pretty well. So I'm pretty pleased with that one as well. Um, let me see. What appetizers do I like? I like them all. I really do. Uh, one that was kind of fun was just coming up with the popcorn for Scream. Um, I tried a bunch of different flavors and a bunch of different ways of doing it. And it's one of the ones that I feel is a recipe, but also kind of a hack. Um, so an easy way to like pop bagged popcorn and put flavoring on it. Uh, so that's sort of that type of thing. And it's a, it's a good one to show that anybody can do what's in this book. You don't have to be Martha Stewart to be able to, you know, create what's in this book, recreate it. Very well said. When the book first arrived, I was looking through it. And in the time I was sitting and there, they were as young as teenagers in the room and as old as people in their seventies. So it's quite a range. And what was fun about it was I didn't notice at first, but literally people were stealing it out of each other's hands because it became this communal effort where people were shouting out drinking games or they were shouting out, remember that movie, remember this movie, oh my gosh, I love when they'd name a drink or they'd name a food. As an author, as a creator, how does that make you feel? Was it designed to be a communal experience? And I'm assuming you've seen this in real life where you're someone's enjoying what you've created and they're just passing it on and passing it on and stealing it. How does that make you feel? Putting it out there, putting anything out there always makes me incredibly nervous. But the feedback that I've been getting, hearing people, you know, seeing pictures from people doing their own horror movie nights or, or just recreating the recipes or, or uh, just on podcasts and things, talking about the, the, the clever titles and all that kind of stuff, it, you know, it just makes me feel so good because i was worried that maybe this is just a me thing <laughs> like maybe i'm just this weirdo that that's super into horror and food and and it's good to know that i'm not um that the whole horror community the whole film the whole community is into something like this that they they you know they can entertain they can bring their own friends over they can be the star of their own show it kind of speaks to everybody, I think, and it's good to know that I wasn't wrong. <laughs> Very well said. So you mentioned other dinner parties and friends getting together. 
since you are the horror movie night cookbook expert, walk us through, give us some tips and advice. If I was going to throw a, a, a horror movie night tonight, this week, next week, this weekend, what, what should it have? How should I prepare? What kind of a night? T tell me, tell me expert tips. It's really how far you want to dive into it. Um, you know, I've done horror film nights where we just all get together and we eat the food and we watch the movies. I've done ones where we play extra games other than the drinking games. We, um, you know, have costume contests, that sort of thing. It's really how far you want to go into it. Um, but I would say start early. If you're going to use some of the recipes in this book, start early because there are many things that could go wrong um, especially if you're not used to cooking and uh, there are things that could go wrong things that could burn um, things that might not set the way you want them to so uh, have extra ingredients on hand and try again and i'm sure it's going to come out perfect um, but i would just say have fun with it you know Try it all. Have fun with it. If you don't like a movie that the recipe is paired with, think about that recipe and maybe it could go to a different movie too. And then you can, you know, customize your own horror movie nights with it. So I think there are many ways to approach it. Just have fun with it is my, my main advice. I love that. You mentioned costumes. If we do want to go to the extreme, do you have any extreme suggestions for my friends and your friends out there who love movies, they love horror, they really, really want to get into it. Do you have two or three or four just Super Bowl Sunday level ideas? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely add costumes, decorate. A fog machine is always fun. Um, pick the ones that pick the recipes that can make it a more social evening, maybe ones where you add your own stuff to them. Like the one for Cujo is a, is a, uh, it's a, like a burrito bowl essentially. So the people can add their own ingredients to it. You know, that gets people up and mingling and having a good time. Definitely play the drinking games, but be careful because the drinks are strong. Um, yeah, I would say just make a day of it. Make a full day of it like you would if you were watching a day of playoff games for football. Yeah. So a mistake that I made early on that I'm happy you corrected me, we're going to help the whole audience appreciate this more, which is when I saw the book Horror Movie Night, I immediately thought, oh, what a fun Halloween gift. This is great. And then I realized, and you encouraged and said, no, 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 this isn't. So just why don't you tell everybody again what you told me the first time? Because I want everyone to hear this because movie lovers are going to agree. Foodies are going to agree. Horror lovers are definitely going to agree. So when is the best time of year for the Horror Movie Night Cookbook? All year. There's why no set time. Rich? What's that? Why not just Halloween, Rich? Oh, no. I mean, there's so, well, horror has so many stories to tell that 
you know, it's there and there. A lot of them are very important that you can watch them all year round. Um, get in that spirit all year round. I think that people don't give horror the credit that it deserves. Um, there are a lot of great films out there that even people that don't love horror will like. And those are the ones I think we should, we should be talking about. Horror should always be part of the conversation. Um, so hopefully somebody from the Oscars is listening. Um, <laughs> the most overlooked genre. But, um, but no, I think horror, there's always a good time for horror. And if for no other reason, but because a lot of horror films are set throughout the year. So if you wanted to do a, a horror movie night for Valentine's Day, you've got plenty to choose from. There are plenty of Valentine's Day horror movies out there. It's not just for, for those of us that like to get dressed up uh, one day a year. It's, it's all year round. It's appropriate. I love it. I love it. Uh, as we wrap up, final two questions. Is there anything you, 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 you've taken on a tremendous undertaking? You've done it incredibly well. Clearly, you've done it well enough. Self-published to Ulysses. People are loving it. Is there anything that you want to talk about? Any question I haven't asked that you'd love to bring up that you'd love foodies or movie lovers to be thinking about and knowing about you or this book? Um... I would just want them to know that I really did put a lot of thought and heart into everything that they see in this book. I, I really didn't just say, oh, wow, let's come up with some gimmicky looking cookie or something. You know, it, it, these aren't decorations. This is real food and um, real thoughtful recipes that are inspired by things that happen in the film, things that they eat, things that they do, places they go. Um, for example, in The Descent, they are supposed to be, you know, spelunking in the Appalachian Mountains. So I used a local dish from the Appalachians as that recipe. These are not just Halloween decorations. These are actual recipes that you can enjoy any time of year um but watch the movie too <laughs> um so yeah i would just want people to know that don't expect you know cutesy little pinterest ghost cookies that's not what you're gonna get um you're gonna get real recipes like you would in any cookbook this just has the the horror edge to it as well that's fantastic. Uh, Richard, thank you. The book is called The Movie, The Horror Movie Night Cookbook, Richard S. Sargent. As we wrap up, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your intelligence and your passion for movies and art and cooking and horror movies. For those of us who want to follow you, who want to browse the book, where can we find the book? Where can we learn more about you? Tell us the website, the social media, anything you'd like. Sure. Yeah. The, uh, the book can be found, I believe at any of, at any local bookstore or online, um, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, that sort of thing. Um, if you want to learn more about me or just maybe get bonus recipes every now and then on my Instagram, um, you can follow 
the horror movie night cookbook Instagram or my own personal one, our Sergeant 83. Um, so I'm on Facebook as well. You can find me on there. Um, yeah, stay in touch. Tell me what you like. And, and if you host your own tag me in that sort of stuff, I'd love to see how your recipes come out, what you would change. I'd love feedback. So um, if you do try any of this, please contact me online and let me know what you liked and what you didn't. I love that. And thank you so much. And one idea to send you off with that you hopefully you can excite you, but if not, just politely smile, which is you already mentioned the idea of sequels to the cookbook. Boy, this is a TV show to me. The idea of every Sunday night, you cooking <laughs> with some horror actors, some horror legends. I don't know if that's exciting to you or not, but man, I just, I think about, you're going to know this better than I do. Remember after The Walking Dead, they they have the after show? Mm-hmm. And just the idea of putting some horror writers, directors, actors, actresses all in a cooking show together, cooking and eating. Maybe you're already pitching it if you are. I feel bad for stealing your thunder and putting, I'll cut this out, but. I am not pitching it. What's that? I'm not pitching it personally, but I do love that idea. I'd be, I'd definitely be up for that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Right up my alley. Well, I um, I love what you're sharing and uh, have an amazing day. Thanks. You too. Thanks for having me. See, I thought that was a lot of fun. I hope you liked it too. I enjoyed our conversation. Huge thank you to my guest, Richard S. Sargent, author of The Horror Movie Night Cookbook. Really, really enjoyed our conversation. As always, thank you to you, our audience, for listening. Thank you to our team for producing and editing today's episode. My name is Joe Winger. This is Flavor Report. I will see you next time. Thank you.